What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled, as always, by the incredible folks at Nerd Tees, and there's only one way to stay warm in a polar vortex, and that is some red-hot Super Bowl analysis, and that's what you're going to get today. It is the Super Bowl 53 edition of my weekly NFL football pick show for the 2018-2019 NFL season, NFL postseason. We reach the end of our fellowship today. It's the Super Bowl. And in that aforementioned Super Bowl, the Rams of Los Angeles, amidst much controversy, champions of the NFC, will face the New England Patriots, the modern-day dynasty that just keeps on rolling, champions of the AFC. If it sounds like I sound a little crouped up, you're absolutely right. I am a little crouped up, a little under the weather, as the old folks say. But uh, look, nothing's going to stop me from getting on here, giving you my Super Bowl thoughts and my pick. Luckily, I have some delicious and piping hot nerd teas to make me feel just a little bit better. But before we get to our main event, we do our due diligence, as always, my results from Championship Sunday. And look, were it not for the worst missed call in NFL history, I would have been like 5-1 and one across the board in those picks last week. Unfortunately, that non-call happened or that call didn't happen or however you want to phrase it. So I was 3-3. Three and three. I was one and one straight up. I correctly took New England, but I took New Orleans to beat Los Angeles, so that didn't work. Only five and five straight up in these playoffs. Not anything to hang my hat on. Against the spread, I was one and one. Only four and six against the spread in these playoffs. Not good. One and one on the over-unders, but a very respectable seven and three on the over-unders in these playoffs. In the Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em, I remain in fourth place out of 43, but still have a puncher's chance at the overall championship. I currently sit with 1,476 out of 2,169 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 68%. I only brought in 8 of the 24 possible points last week. That's only 33%. Certainly not as good as MN Beast, who was the only person in the pool to get his 16-point pick correct. So he went 1-1, one and one, brought in 16 of the 24 points. That's 66%. But I'm still within striking distance of Teddy Ted, who remains the overall leader, but got both picks wrong last week. 173 and 91 is Teddy Ted on the season with the two ties. 1,485 out of 2,169. He is only nine points ahead of me, 16 points still on the board. And with the potential for a 16-point swing, the top nine teams in this pool are still mathematically alive and could leapfrog over everybody and win a championship. In the official NFL YouTube prognosticators pick'em, obviously it's it's a little less wide open. In fact, MN Beast, who we just mentioned, congratulations, has earned himself at least a share of the overall championship in that pool. I'm in fourth place at a 49, 132 games picked correctly against the spread, according to Yahoo's lines, of the 266 games played this season, that is just a shade under 50%. I got one of the two games correct last week, that's exactly 50%, and 10 other teams along with me also went one and one against the spread last week, so we all split a win 
in Championship Sunday. But like I mentioned, MN Beast, 138 out of the 266 games picked correctly against the spread, according to Yahoo's lines. That's 52%. He's got himself at least a share of the overall championship. Gavin O'Connor, Gavin OC4, can tie for the overall championship if MN Beast picks incorrectly and he picks correctly in the Super Bowl. I've talked to Gavin, he's not too thrilled about the idea of a tie, but quite frankly, I'm hoping he jumps up there, and I'm hoping we got co-winners in that pool. Now I'll take this opportunity, as I always do, to remind you that if you go to the description of the video on YouTube, or you go to the description of the audio file on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts, you're going to find all of my results from last week, all of my straight up against the spread and over under plays for the Super Bowl. You're going to find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page, and you're going to find information on the wonderful folks at NerdTees. NerdTees.ca, ladies and gentlemen, use that promo code BWFINEST. It's going to save you 15% at checkout. You're going to get free shipping if you're in the Great White North like I am, if your order is over 75 bucks, or if you're in the U.S., two clicks of a button, and all of a sudden, everything's in U.S. prices. You guys get a great conversion. Folks, today's blend, which is doing its best to just drag me and will me through this episode, is Watermelon Oolong. It's my favorite blend. I think it's finally taken over as my number one favorite blend of all time with Nerd Teas. Delicious watermelon flavor, incredible watermelon aroma. It's good hot. It's good cold. It's the multi-talented tea, if you will, it's one I cannot recommend strongly enough. NerdTease.ca, hit that promo code BWFINEST, get those 15% savings, make sure you get the free shipping in Canada, make yourself a big order. If you're in the U.S., again, two clicks of a button, everything's in U.S. dollars, you get a good conversion rate. Give it a shot, you're going to love it. Find yourself something to love or find someone you love something to love. You can do it on NerdTease.ca. If I was in better control of my voice, I might do my terrible Michael Buffer impersonation, or sorry, Bruce Buffer, or either one of the Buffers. I might do my best Buffer impersonation, but I'm not able to do it. But folks, it's time. Super Bowl 53, New England, Los Angeles, let's do this. Obviously, this game is in Atlanta, so it's on a neutral field. Couldn't really look much at the home versus away because technically both of these teams are away teams, even though I think the Rams are considered the home team in this game by virtue of it being an NFC building or what. I'm not sure what exactly what determines that. I can't remember. But they're basically both road teams, so I threw that criteria out the window, but I've added a couple of things in here for you. Patriots enter this game 13-5 and on the season, winners of four consecutive games. The Rams have also won four straight games, including the playoffs, currently sitting with a record of 15-3. and These two teams did not play a head-to-head matchup this season. Worth noting, the Rams have not beaten the Patriots in the Tom Brady era since his rookie starting season of 2001. Since 2001, the Patriots are 5-0 head-to-head against the Rams, most recently a 26-10 win in New England late in the season of 2016, back in December. They also covered the current ATS points line in all five of those wins. Right now, the Patriots favored by 2.5 points. 
So since 2001, it's been all Patriots. 5-0 straight up, 5-0 against the spread. As we mentioned, Patriots 13-5 on the season, Rams 15-3. Patriots now outscoring their opponents 29-22 on the season. That's a difference of a full touchdown. The Patriots have scored 24 points or more in 14 of their 18 games this season. That's an excellent mark. They've allowed 23 points or fewer in exactly half, 9 of those 18 games. The Rams, however, statistically have an advantage here across the board. In their 18 games, they've outscored opponents by an average of 9 points, 33-24. to 24. They've scored 24 points or more in 15 of their 18 games, allowing 23 or fewer in 11 of those 18 games. Also, it would be my own due diligence to look strictly at the postseason. How have these two teams fared in playoff games so far? They've each played two. They've each obviously won both of them. The Patriots outscoring opponents in the playoffs by nine points, 39 to 30. They've scored 24 points or more in both of those games, but thus far have yet to keep an opponent to 23 points or fewer. The Rams in their two postseason games outscoring opponents just by five points, 28 to 23. However, they have also scored 24 points or more in both games and have allowed 23 points or fewer in both of those football games. As we mentioned, both teams have won their last four straight games. In that span, the Patriots outscoring their opponents 35-19. to This is, again, over their last four. They've scored 24 points or more in all four of those games, so the Patriots' offense is really humming along here. They've allowed 23 points or fewer in two of those four games, but both of those games were in the regular season. In the Rams' last four games, all wins, outscoring opponents 34-22, to so that's full 12-point margin. They have also scored 24 points in all four of those games, but only once in those four games have they allowed more than 23 points. So the defense playing pretty well as well. In the regular season, in terms of total offense, total defense, it's basically a clean sweep for the Rams with the exception of the run defense. Rams were the number two total offense in football this season. Patriots, no slouches inside the top five. The Rams, the number five pass offense in football. Patriots inside the top 10 at number eight. And the run offenses, two top five run offenses. Rams have the slight edge at number three to number five. On defense, both of these teams inside the bottom half of the league in terms of total defense. Rams have the slight edge number 19 to number 21. In the past defenses, the Rams have a bigger margin. It's the Rams number 14. Patriots only the number 22 secondary in football this season, so you can certainly make gains on them through the air, but it's the run defense that the Patriots really make up the slack. The number 11 run defense in football this season, which has continued in these playoffs, Rams only at number 23. Once again, it's only doing our due diligence to now look at how they've done in the postseason. And in the postseason, there's more balance. Patriots and Rams, the top two total offenses in football in these playoffs. Patriots at number one, Rams at number two. Patriots sporting the number one pass offense in football. But but remember, remember, uh, Tom Brady's lost a step. He's only the number one pass offense total pass offense in these playoffs no slouch for the rams inside the top five at number five 
Rams in these two playoff games, though, have been dictating the pace on the ground, and it's been a little bit with Todd Gurley, but a lot of it's been with C.J. Anderson. They're the number one run offense in football in these playoffs. Patriots right on their heels at number two. Defensively, Rams still have the edge here. Number two total defense in these playoffs. Patriots at number four, and in the secondary, it still remained true. Rams just the number seven total pass defense in these playoffs of the, what, 12 teams that qualified for the playoffs. And the Patriots, number 11. So they're just, they're, they're almost the worst. The run defense, the Patriots have clamped down just like they did in the regular season. They're the number one run defense in these playoffs. Rams in at number three. So there may not be a lot of room to move on the ground. All playoffs, we've made it a point to look at significant injuries on both sides. And just like last week, the Patriots coming into this game with essentially a clean injury report. No significant injuries for the Patriots. There's a couple on defense, but they're not significant players in my mind. It's depth injuries. Shouldn't affect them too, too much in the Super Bowl. So no significant injuries for the Patriots. And for the Rams, the significant names on the injury report are not injured in a significant way, if that makes any sense. The aforementioned CJ Anderson lands on the injury report, but he is probable for the Super Bowl, just battling a bit of an illness. The same can be said for punter Johnny Hecker. He also lands on the injury report also probable, also dealing with an illness. So you may wonder if maybe there's like a little cold or something that might be floating through the Rams locker room and let the conspiracy theorists, you know, run wild on that idea. Kicker Greg Zerlian is also on the injury report. He's probable for this game dealing with a foot injury. It's his left foot, which I believe is his plant leg. So, I mean, that that could wind up being an issue. I mean, if you're lining up for a game-tying or game-winning field goal and all of a sudden your foot injury, like, you know, you roll your ankle or something like that, like, I mean, that could be something that could cost somebody a Super Bowl. So, it's worth watching is all I'm saying. Also, kudos to Bill Belichick for hiring someone to go sneeze in the Rams' coffee pots. And before I get into my actual pick for the game, I wanted to look, because the Patriots have been to the Super Bowl so much in the Tom Brady era, I thought it was worth my while to take a look at, you know, Tom Brady's New England Patriots in those Super Bowl wins and in those Super Bowl losses and take that information into account before I made my pick. In Brady and the Patriots' five Super Bowl victories, they've won the game by an average score of 28 to 24. They've scored 24 points or more in four of those five Super Bowl wins. They've allowed 23 points or fewer, however, in just two of those five wins. So what that very clearly tells me is they have to depend on the offense in those games. In Brady and the Patriots' three Super Bowl losses, they've been outscored by an average of 26 to 21. That's five points. That's one point more than the average margin of victory in their wins. They've scored 24 points or more just once in the three games that they have lost. So basically, if you get up over 24 points 
if you're Brady and the Patriots, you're probably winning that game at least two-thirds of the time, if not more. They've allowed 23 points or fewer in two of those three losses. So the two of those three losses have been low, low-scoring games. The Patriots, it's, it's going to be no surprise to anybody. Their offense is humming right now. That's what they want to do. They want to put points on the board early. They want to put points on the board often. They want to make this thing a foot race. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, the Patriots come into this game as two and a half point favorites, uh, technically quote unquote on the road because they're considered the road team in this game. Total for the game is set at 56 and a half points. It's a pretty high total and I know a lot of the sharps that bet the Super Bowl love to bet that under. The due diligence has been done. The stats have been laid on the table. Who do I think is going to take home Super Bowl 53 by a final score of 31 to 27. So I'm betting the over 31 to 27. Tom Brady gets ring number six. He's going to need one more finger on that one hand. Look, it's not the sexy pick. It's not the popular pick. It's really not. But I'm sick of betting against a winner. And Tom Brady's a winner. And Bill Belichick is a winner. I feel like I'm starting to sound like Colin Cowherd. But I'm just, I'm sick of betting against a winner. I want to take the sexy pick, but I also want to get my pick right. And and I just, I just think New England's going to win the game. I think they live for this. They show up for this. I think this is Brady's game to lose. And I think that offense is playing well enough that they are going to make it the foot race they so desperately want to make it. And when they do that... I think if they force the Rams to play their game, the Patriots are better at it than the Rams are. So I, I just think that's how it's going to go. It's going to be a foot race, and I think the Patriots are going to win. So 31-27, to 27, the New England Patriots win Super Bowl 53. I'm taking the Patriots minus 2.5, and, and I'm taking over 56.5 points. But I will say this. If you don't like that... I do have a six-point teaser for you. So I got a six-point teaser for you, and I'll give you the reasons why I think this six-point teaser is going to hit. So in your six-point teaser, you're going to take the Rams, and you're going to tease them up to plus eight and a half, and you're going to take the total, and you're going to tease it up to 62 and a half, betting the under. I mean, teasing the total up and betting the under just sort of puts you in line with the Sharps if that makes you feel more comfortable going, I'm I'm betting similarly to how the Sharps are betting. And 62.5 is a ton of points. These are teams that are capable of playing defense. So, I mean, at 62.5, I mean, I would have bet the under straight up. But I, if you want to tease it up that high, bet the under I don't blame you. Here's why I think the Rams plus eight and a half are going to hit. I've talked about it before. I think I talked about it on Twitter. I made a post. In the Patriots' five Super Bowl wins, those wins have come by a combined 19 points, and they've never won a Super Bowl by a full touchdown or more. It's been three points, three points, three points, four points, and six points last season. So Rams plus eight and a half, that covers you if the Rams win the game, and it should cover you either way because I don't see the Patriots blowing them out. So 
If you don't like my straight up play of Patriots minus two and a half and over the 56 and a half, grab that six point teaser, tease the Rams to eight and a half, tease the total to 62 and a half betting the under. I think that six point teaser will hit for you. I wouldn't feel comfortable obviously taking the Rams at the totals that they're at right now. But look, if you want to do it that way, there's a teaser for you. And I think that teaser hits. And with that... The 2018-2019 regular season and playoffs come to a close for Bridgewater's Finest. But of course, we've talked so much about due diligence, wouldn't be doing the due diligence if I didn't give my patented comment of the week for the final time this season. And the comment of the week from the championship, AFC and NFC championship game edition, comes from Jamal Polk. And Jamal Polk's comment is a perfect example of why you don't get cocky in the prognostication game. If you're doing picks, you got to have some humility or else you're going to look like this guy. Jamal's comment read simply, take KC easily. It's over. 8-0 playoff record. I'm going undefeated. So a little bit to unpack here, obviously. Um, Jamal is claiming to have been 8-0 in the playoffs up to that point. And boasts that he's going undefeated, that the game's already over, and Kansas City will win the game in a walk. My response to Jamal, you know, I've learned a lot of things doing this show for seven years. One of those things is that comments like this tend to be the ones that age very poorly. Then again, sometimes they don't. But like Rocky said, ain't nothing over till it's over. See, I can be nasally and do a bad Rocky impression. So, obviously, um, KC did not win that game. So poor Jamal's dream of going undefeated uh, just falls by the wayside. And a couple days after the game was over, I, I went back on the comment and I responded again, simply with a smiley face. And that, folks, is a lesson in why you don't get cocky. You don't smear your bullshit over somebody else's product, first of all. But secondly, you just don't get cocky making picks on things that you don't have any control over. And Jamal's a good lesson for everyone. And Jamal, it was enough that it earned you the final comment of the week for the 2018-2019 season. Congratulations! Wow, season seven is in the books. Honestly, when I started doing this, I, I didn't think I'd still be doing it seven seasons in. It's been a lot of fun. Been a lot of fun, obviously, right from the beginning. A lot of fun this season. Uh, didn't have quite as much a success this season as I've been used to in certain other seasons. Like, I mean, the totals were just garbage all season. But that also kind of made it fun because I was just battling with myself all season to try to figure the totals out. Just never quite happened. Next season, I can't wait to get started. I cannot wait until, like, August rolls around like late July and really start planning this bad boy for next year. Obviously, we're coming back, you know, Lord and everything else permitting. We are going to be back doing our picks yet again for me and for all of you. Thank you so much for all the support that you show me all season long, all year long. You certainly haven't heard the end of me on the channel talking about whatever I'm going to talk about until, huh? Next season comes up. Cannot wait for it. That's it for me. Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube. Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter. 
Thank you yet again to my tremendous sponsors at NerdTees. They're an incredible company. Make sure you check them out at nerdtees.ca and make sure you hit that promo code. I've already told you what it is. You know what it is. And we'll see you next season.